Hello, my friends! Welcome back to the Research to Empower Masterclass series. I'm Grace Liu, joined by my sister Jessica. We're talking about research in a way that's easy to digest and fun. Today, we are focusing on how to effectively reflect and improve your skills. Why do we need to do this? Well, you want to get better at this, don't you? So that you can do this a bit more quickly or more effectively, and it's just a more comfortable process. Yep. So, I mean, if we don't grow, we're not really learning, and that defeats the purpose of、mm-hmm. research. Yeah. Reflections really help us be self-aware and be honest with ourselves. How we're doing? How are you doing today? And I'm actually doing pretty good. <laughs> That's good. And、How about you? I'm doing pretty good too. Yeah, yeah because we're filming, and I like filming.、Mm-hmm. Anyway, so being honest with ourselves and whether or not we're on the right track. Of course, this process is very, very much personalized for you. So it's up to you to figure out what you would avoid next time during your next research project.、Mm-hmm. There are some quantitative indicators that I want to talk about, and Qualitative indicators that you can take a look at and consider when you're reflecting and improving. You're such a nerd. Hello, I'm proud of it. <laughs> I am a proud nerd. Okay. That's not something you should say. Really? No, I'm just joking. You can be proud of whoever you are. I agree. Anyway, so let's start with quantitative indicators, and by indicator. Do you know what I mean? What I say? Indicator. Indicator, like indicate. Yeah, basically, it indicates what status you are right now and how you're doing、mm-hmm. in terms of research. So, the first indicator is how much time and effort you spent. So, you could literally measure this in terms of how many hours you took to write a certain part or do a certain part of your research.、Mm-hmm. A second indicator is the number of views on your paper after it's published, or the number of downloads. I think some things you can measure, but you can't truly control. Like, can you really truly control the number of people that download your paper? Like, in some sense, no, because it's not you doing the action.、Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like, you can ask people, "Oh, hey, do you want to like read my paper?" And that's you controlling the action, but in terms of the total number of people who end up reading your research, that's out of your control. Yeah. So for that reason, I personally don't go crazy over measurements like that. I mean, if it hits a nice number, like if I see oh a hundred or two hundred people downloaded my paper, I'll say you know what, hey, that's awesome, and then I'll move on with my day. But the qualitative indicators. I focus more on these because it's truly what I can control, and I like writing about it. They're my actions and habits. For example, how do you feel in terms of energy level after each activity? Are you energized and happy? Are you tired but happy, or are you burnt out? And by activities, I mean practically anything that is a part of your life that affects research or any of the work that you're doing. I honestly recommend keeping some sort of a journal or document to jot this down. 
it doesn't have to be fancy. Like Jessica, you have a book that is literally just like a brown leather book and it looks so boring. Yeah. It's just a big, thick, chunky book. But you said you liked it because it can be used for like anything. Yeah. I like to have like a little cover design on my journals that are physical. And then of course I have Google Docs and stuff. But basically my point is that you probably want to have some place, you don't even have to call it a journal, but some place to write down your thoughts after a certain event or maybe a conference that you attend. The key is to use this information that you have collected to implement action plans. Do you know what action plans are? What I'm talking about? Action plans? Like what you're going to do? Yes. What I'm going to do next yeah. based on what I just wrote, based on my reflection. Okay. That's the key. For example, I feel energized after presenting at a research conference or even just designing the slideshow for presenting. I always like designing slideshows mm -hmm. and formatting things, making the font color all pretty, all of that stuff. So after reflecting, I realized it's because I love art and design. That's like one of our only like common points, Jessica. Yeah. Jessica, if you've been listening for a while now, you know that Jessica likes art. I personally like art a lot. That's the only thing that we can talk about like together. Well, we have completely different art styles. Yeah. So that's another thing. Um, we have like completely different personalities. Mm. So I try to incorporate art and design into my research journey because it lifts me up. I genuinely enjoy spending time on it. I'll spend some time designing my slides so they look pretty because it gives me confidence and that's just me. It can be something totally different for you. It's of course not all sunshine and flowers all the time though. So here's an example of when I reflected and realized what I should avoid in the future. So there was one time in English class where we were tasked to write creatively. I mean, English teachers do that all the time because it's English class and it's a really important skill to have. So I, it was basically a short story of some sorts that you wanted to describe. Mm -hmm. I put it off until the very last day and it depleted my energy because it took me so long to do and I was really stressed because I was on a time crunch. Overall, I don't recommend and I did not enjoy that process. Now I know, I mean, it's kind of instances like these that repeat and then you kind of notice a pattern. And now I know not to spend time trying to compete in creative writing contests because we, Jessica and I used to participate in like poetry contests yeah. and writing contests and stuff, uh, contests, stuff like that when we were a lot younger. And I never really enjoyed them, which is why I found this repeated pattern throughout my life. But Jessica, you actually succeeded in the poetry contest, yeah. which was actually really cool. You got your poem published. In any case, it's just these differences, which is why it's different from person to person. And you really just need to think about yourself sometimes when you have some free time. And it's just good to sit down and think a little bit. Even like every night before bed to make it a nice habit to 
to think about what happened today and how you can make the next day better. That's something that I always like to ask myself yeah. from time to time. So that leads me to my closing question for this episode, which is what is a way you can systematically reflect on yourself and refine your strategy? For example, do you plan to write and reflect every month, every week, every day? Really depends on your schedule, but I want to see what you guys have to say. That's it for today. Thank you so much for listening. If you want to check out details about stuff we reference, it's available in the show notes. As always, you've heard me say this spiel before. Head over to researchtoempower.org to submit your response to the last official question for this episode and masterclass. Can you believe it, Jessica? I can't. Oh my god, it's been a long journey. The next episode, yes, we still have a next episode, but it will be the last episode. And that will be a short note on what else you can get from Research to Empower which are what next steps you can take to fully utilize these resources and level up. 